I'm Sam Mitchell, and this is Thundercast. This week on Thundercast, we'll be interviewing Miss Gina Mitchell, a longtime eighth grade teacher here at Eastern Green. So, how are you, Miss Mitchell? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am okay. Did you graduate from Eastern Green? And if so, what are some of your best memories as a student from Eastern Green? Yes, I uh, graduated from Eastern Green in uh, 1994. I don't know, some of my probably best memories of Eastern, I I love the fact that it it is a small town. Um, I can kind of remember knowing everybody, and I mean, I guess that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Um, But as far as being from a small town, I really liked that. You get to know people on a personal level. It's it's good. I remember the dances in the multi-purpose room, um, you know, and, and I teach here now. So sometimes that's kind of funny because I'm oh. teaching at the school that I went to. So, uh, yeah, I like the small town. That's why I moved away, but I came back. It's like you never left. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So since you're a mother... How does teaching your own kids differ from teaching kids at school? Um, Well, I am a mother, and um, I think that this definitely carries over into the classroom. Um, I'm a a motherly type of person in the classroom. You know, I I care about the students very deeply. I have lost sleep many, many nights over students. Um, I have fed students. I knew that, you know, maybe they weren't getting a lot to eat at home, um, and I would pack a lunch to, in hopes that they would take that home for dinner. So definitely my motherly instincts have carried over into the classroom. I love my students, and I think about them well after I go home. So that's, um, and I know that's true for most or all of the teachers at Eastern Green, but the, it runs pretty deep with me. Yes, it does. I mean, as a student, I've seen you care about the students with like good homes and bad homes. So I can see that definitely. For sure. So what made you just, what made you decide to spend most of your teaching career at Eastern Green? Well, I, I came from Eastern. Um, so I, you know, I went from East to Eastern from the time I was in first grade until I graduated high school. Um, and I was very happy at Eastern. I, uh, I feel like I got a, a great education, um, and I, I was very happy. I did move away for a while, not very far. I went to, to college at Indiana University in Bloomington, um, but I came back. And when the job opened, I lived in the community, so that was a plus. So I didn't have to drive really far to school, but at the same time, I was, I was drawn to the, the small town, um, very, I was very familiar with the community, knew a lot of the people, was very familiar with the school policies, although they change from year to year. Um, but, but I definitely didn't want to teach in a large city. That was not what I wanted, so this seemed perfect. Um, I've been here for 13 years, and I'm not going anywhere, so <laughs> I, I enjoy it here. So have you always taught eighth grade? If so, why is that? I haven't always uh, taught eighth grade. I taught uh, high school when I started. Um, I taught uh, the the high school courses that would help students pass the graduation test. Um, that was my first year of teaching, but then I transitioned to the middle school when Mr. Lewis asked me to and absolutely love it. Um, I, I've taught grades 5 through 12 in different capacities, 
but eighth grade is uh, definitely my favorite. Um, I don't know. I feel like I can be myself. Um, I can talk to them like young men, young women, but you know, then they're they're still kids too, and I I I, I like that. Um, so I, I get along with them really really well. Yeah, and I can tell because. In the high school, overheard you say this in the classroom that you would not teach freshmen. Um, maybe not, but freshmen. I mean, they're just one step above eighth graders. But I feel like each grade comes with different challenges, and each there's positives to teaching every grade. Um, I've, I've like I said, I've taught high school before, but I just love the junior high grade. Uh, you can still have fun with them. You can laugh, you can joke, but then they, they most of the time they know that when we need to work. Um, I really like the fact that eighth graders too, they are getting ready to go to high school and they're excited about that. And um, the eighth grade team, we can help them transition to the high school. So you've always been in the education field. Were there any other careers you consider other than education? Yes, for sure. I, um, my whole life, I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to get into journalism from the time I was very young. Um, that I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to be on CBS. I wanted, I wanted to do that. So when I went to IU, t- teaching was always in the back of my mind, always there. Um, but when I went to IU, I wanted to try journalism very quickly. I did not enjoy the classes, and I just, it didn't feel right. So I uh, started taking education courses loved them. Uh, When I was able to get into the schools during my um, observations, during my student teachings, I I, I loved it. I loved working with the kids. I immediately had a very good rapport with them, and that's it's definitely something that I I changed too. In your teaching career, you always focus on those kids with unfortunate situations. Why is that the case? I think all kids deserve to come to school to get an education, to feel safe. And I have, you're right, I have always been drawn or have felt connected to kids, maybe that struggle in various ways. Um, I, I think it's my responsibility, it's our responsibility as educators to make sure that they're okay, to make sure that when they come to school that they do feel safe. Um, and I, I, I just feel like that's extremely important. And so I think for me personally, those are the kids that I, I notice, those are the kids that I'm drawn to that might need extra attention. And you seem to like always like hit it off with those type of kids I've also noticed. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been told that before. Um, I don't know, with those, with all kids, I, I'm very real with them. Um, I, you know, we, we have a respect level in my classroom, but I don't sugarcoat things. I, and I think students, especially at that age, appreciate that. Um, so I don't judge. I, 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 I don't, um, you know, go into a relationship or with this, with the student that where I think, I don't know. I just, I just want to make sure I'm always there for them no matter what. Definitely. Definitely. So why do you prefer teaching English as opposed to other subjects? Well, English was English has always been um, easy for me. Um, I also uh, really, really like social studies, so I'm certified to teach U.S. history as well. 
Um, but English, I, I love the creative side of English. Um, English is very abstract, whereas math, maybe science, is more logical thinking. And, and that's great, you know, if, if people can do that. But I, I just, I love the beauty of the English language. I love the creativity that goes with it. And it, it's just something that I always understood and, and was able to help my fo- fellow classmates with. And, and I love to teach it now. Why is, in your mind, English so creative then as opposed to social studies, math, or science? Sure. Science and math, to me, are very logical thinking. It's it's either this way or it's this way. It's very black and white. There's no in-between or sometimes abstract thinking, especially with math. Um, my brain doesn't really work like that. That's not how it's wired. So um, I, I just feel like with English, you have room to be more creative. Uh, you can think about things in a different way that's not necessarily wrong. Um, and that's that's why I love it so much. Yeah, I definitely agree because English is one of my strongest subjects. Sure, yes, very true. As a teacher, it is your job to teach, but what have students taught you? Oh, my gosh. Students teach me every single day. And I, sometimes I don't think that they, they realize that they do. Um, students teach me everything. They teach me about the world. Um, they teach me... Uh, things that they're interested in. Um, they teach me how to dance. <laughs> they teach me how to do the, <laughs> the, the crazy middle school dances um, that they do, and that's, that's the fun part of it. Um, but no, they, they, they just, they, they teach me human things. Um, they, they teach me, you know, how to be kind and how to, um, how to be respectful sometimes. So I learn from them every single day. Yeah, that's really cool. So when did you decide to become a teacher, and who inspired you to become a teacher? Well, um, like I said, when I was growing up, it was always in the back of my mind, always in the back of my mind that, you know, teaching may be something that I would want to do. I played school when I was growing up a lot. I forced my brother to play school with me, and um, he didn't want to ever because I always gave him homework and gave him bad grades, and he, uh, so we, that's kind of an ongoing joke in my family that I forced him to play school. Um, but I don't know, it was, it, I, I don't know, I, I always wanted to potentially try something else. Um, I'll tell you who really inspired me to become a teacher. It was my sixth grade teacher, um, her name was Miss Kruger, and then she got married when she uh, had me as a student, and it became Miss Jensen. And I can just remember watching her teach, and she was having so much fun. And she joked with us, and she loved us, and she made sure that we were safe and that we were okay. And she really inspired me to be like her and to be the kind of teacher. I think she was only at Eastern for a couple of years, um, but that she definitely was a big part of that. Um, Mr. Goodwin also um, was, is an amazing person and uh, really inspired me to become a teacher as well because I, he's great too. So I wanted to, to teach like him. So. Yeah, it sounds like to me Miss Jenkins and Miss Mr. Goodwin are the same people, kind of. Uh, they have very similar qualities. They were both, they, Mr. Goodwin still is a tremendous teacher and Miss uh, Jensen was as well. Yes, definitely, based on what you're telling me. What is it like teaching alongside one of your teachers? 
Oh, yeah. That question has been asked to me several times. Um, when I first started teaching, I'm not going to lie, it was a little awkward coming from Eastern school and then teaching there because I was teaching with uh, you know, teachers that I had. They were my teachers at one point. I struggled with um, calling them their first name. Uh, I still will catch myself calling Mr. Goodwin, Mr. Goodwin, especially in front of students. I do that anyway. But even when it's just he and I having a conversation, I do call him, you know, Jeff, but sometimes I don't. It, it was awkward, but I've grown into it. And I, I think it's a pretty neat thing um, that I can, I, I knew them as my, as my teachers, but now I know them as my colleagues, my friends, and, and we, you know, work together and and teach together so it's it, it's a very neat thing yes for sure it's kind of like teaching with your role models kind of absolutely absolutely mr goodwin was my role model in school he is my role model right now definitely so that's cool so what are some of your most mem- memorable experiences as a teacher um, i would say that the most memorable experiences i've had with kids um, definitely academic things but the, the things that I can remember are the times that I could be real with the kids and we could have fun. Um, I love the extracurricular things where, uh, you know, Mr. Goodwin takes the kids to Washington, D.C. Um, I'm still involved with the fundraising for that. So when we can go to Walmart and we can collect money and I can spend the, a Saturday with them, that's, you know, I remember those things. Um, pep sessions, lip sync, when we do the lip sync contest, you know, Mrs. Alt and, and myself always get involved. So those are the things that I really remember, the dances. Um, academically, I can remember very cool projects that we've done over the years, and the, the, the kids have responded very, very well to them. Um, you know, the projects where we get to go outside of the classroom and uh, get, you know, do community things and for the newspaper and, and things like that. Th- those are the things that I remember. Yeah, I agree with you because one of my favorite projects was the health fair. I mean, that that's a big hit. Yes, absolutely. Kids um, that are in high school sometimes will come back and they'll talk to me and they'll say, do you remember when we did the health fair? And that's just such a neat thing. Um, you know, the kids learn how to research and they learn how to research the correct way. And then the end product is them building their health booth for the for teachers, community to see. Um, and it's um, definitely it's definitely a project that the kids remember. Definitely. I would agree with you. So this is my final question. What is the most rewarding and difficult things about being a teacher? Um, I would say that the most difficult thing, actually, it's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's tough in the classroom when you have um, a classroom full of 22 students who learn differently. Uh, that is our job to make sure that we're servicing you know, all kids in the classroom. But that is very difficult sometimes um, to have kids come in at, at different levels. Um, so I make sure you know, that I'm servicing the kids, but at the same time it's hard to make sure that this kid isn't bored or you know, this kid is keeping up. and. Um, we're making sure that they're understanding the material. Um, probably the most rewarding thing is seeing the kids grow. And, um, you know, I, I try to keep in touch with the kids as they get older. So it's very, very rewarding when a, a kid comes back, maybe even eight or nine years later, and, you know, they say, this is, this is what I'm doing now, and this is what I remember about your class. Um, I get emails often 
with kids telling me what they're doing now. Um, social media helps me keep up with kids once they've graduated high school. Um, I've had store. I have a story that I had a girl one time. She um, she was going through boot camp, and she was able to email I think one person while she was in boot camp, and she emailed me and said, "Mrs. Mitchell, um, I'm getting through boot camp because I am remembering what you said to me." And so you know, she I told her every time. It gets rough in your life, you know, think about this. And I, I told her, you got to keep your chin up. And she said that that's what got her through boot camp. And that is probably one of the most, if not the most rewarding experience ever as a teacher, that I helped her with a, a, a real life thing. What challenge do you, challenges do you see facing teachers and education going into the future? Well, um, one thing I can think of is that teaching has definitely changed. Um, even from when I started, um, I've been teaching. I got started teaching a little bit late in the game. I was um, I was a stay-at-home mom for uh, three years, and then so I started teaching late when I was in my late twenties. Um, but one thing, it's it's changed so much that things are becoming like very standardized, and a lot of the curriculum is gearing towards standardized testing. Um, now, this isn't completely a terrible thing because I do do believe that you know students have to be assessed somehow in, 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 a, in a certain way. Um, but sometimes I think that the teaching is being taken out of the classroom. Uh, the, the ability for teachers to be creative, you know, kind of like we want to be. So um, I think that when new teachers are going into the teaching profession and they see that, um, that might deter them, that they may think, well, I'll do something else. So I think that just that's gonna challenge the education field in general. Um, I think that when teachers go into the classroom and they do get jobs, they might be a little surprised that uh, things are becoming very test-oriented, um, and that's kind of taking away sometimes, I think, with the creativity in the classroom. I agree with you because I feel like you got to have a balance between teaching and being creative and enjoying teaching at least. Absolutely, and finding that balance is very tough sometimes. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, I agree with you. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap it up here, and I appreciate you doing this, Mom. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it, too. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast.egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express print permission. All rights reserved.